Welcome to the Arden Yoga and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kira Whitaker. Each week, we'll have thoughtful conversations about movement, mindset, nourishment, and even some lifestyle. So let's dive into this week's episode. Brief interruption from today's episode, but I wanted to go over one of my favorite supports and offerings that we have inside of Arden Yoga and Wellness, and that is the membership. I created the membership last year because I wanted to have a really accessible and affordable way for people to access not only movement and mindset support, but also the tools that you need to change your mindset and your habits to live a more fulfilled and healthier and well life. So the membership gives you all of those courses and tools that you need. It includes all of our evergreen and self-paced health coaching courses and supports, as well as all of my yoga therapy pre-recorded videos. The health coaching courses give you the support, the structure, the information, the education that you need to design a customized approach to health and wellness that fits your life. I also have exclusive master classes that I created that are inside of the membership that you only get inside of the membership. I go over individual areas of holistic health like sleep, nourishment, movement. I just take a deeper dive into those areas. I also give you unlimited access to all of my therapeutic yoga videos. I've taken over a decade of working with clients one-on-one and customized individual videos for the main aches, complaints, concerns that I see inside of my in-person yoga therapy practice. The best part about this is the price point. It's $39.99 a month. You get unlimited access to all of those things that I just listed. It's the perfect tool to take your wellness with you wherever you go this summer, especially with schedules changing and kids being out of school. So I can't recommend this enough. I'm so excited about it. That's why I keep talking about it. So go to the show notes join the membership and take care of yourself. Implement all of these tools and resources that I've created for you into your everyday life and drastically change your health and wellness. Now back to today's episode. Welcome back to the Arden Yoga and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kira Whitaker. It has been maybe three weeks since I have recorded a podcast. We batched everything way before Thanksgiving so everybody could take time off. I'm so glad that our podcast team, Kate and Philip, created that boundary. It was so, I'm so grateful for it because it gave me a really great week off to not do anything work-related. I did not get my computer out for, I think, nine whole days. When I say didn't get it out, I left it in my office and didn't touch it. But that being said, I'm ready to do a podcast. (laughs) I've missed it. So diving in, last week we talked about movement. I gave you a rundown of my exact movement routine. And so this week I thought, let's switch it up. That way we we don't repeat conversations too often. And I wanted to talk with you guys about how to avoid burnout during the holidays. So today we're going to talk about tips that you can implement to take care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually through the holidays so that you can get through it, 
You can have a great season and you can hopefully hit January and feel some sort of restoration and not feel completely depleted and burnout. So let's dive in. So I don't know about you, but there have been years, and I'm not going to say every year has been like this, but most holiday seasons when February hits, our household, we hit a wall. Socially, we are so tired of running around. It's, I mean, most years, I'm trying, I don't want to be super definitive and say every single year of my life in February, we hit a wall. But I honestly can't, off the top of my head, think of a season or a, a year where there hasn't been more maybe burnout than rest. Honestly, I can't. I think the only year where we felt really, really restored after a holiday season was COVID when we did nothing. Um, And that was a while ago. And so not to say we don't love the holidays. I love the holidays. If you have picked up on one thing, especially the last few months listening to the podcast, I value community and relationships so deeply, so, so deeply. It is something that I really try to nurture. It's something that I try to pay attention to. It's something that I, it weighs heavy on my heart if I feel like I'm not doing it well. I also, over the past couple years, due to a lot of therapy, have tried to have a lot of boundaries in my relationships, figure out what's healthy, what's not, what I need to say yes to, where is my no, all of those things. And so, it's definitely helped me navigate the holidays, maybe the past couple years, a little bit better. However, sometimes the holiday season is exciting and happy and wholesome as it is, can feel like you're drinking out of a fire hose. So that's what we're going to try to avoid this year, guys. So I've got, I think, five, five tips-ish for us to go over today, and we're going to dive right in. So... The tips that we're going to talk about to take care of yourself and maintain your wellness, mind, body, and soul are establishing your values. If you have been listening to my podcast, especially kind of since day one, this is something that I always talk about. I always go back to it and it's your values. So not only are your values so, so important when you're trying to make positive behavior changes in your life. So we'll look at it from kind of a health coaching lens or a behavioral change lens. When you are trying to establish your why or your personal drivers, you have to establish your values first. Think of it like your personal compass, right? And so that is something that personally, I have thought a lot about the past couple weeks going into the holiday season is making sure that I'm really clear on my values and making sure that the things that I do honor those and making sure that the things that I do, the things I say yes to, the things I say no to don't conflict with my values. So let's talk about maybe some examples of that. Keep in mind, PSA, these are examples just to get your wheels turning. Everything we talk about today It's never prescriptive. It's never me telling you what to do. It's me opening up a conversation so you can get curious. And if some of it speaks to you or some of it seems like maybe you want to try it out, you can. Also, if you're like, this is not me, Kira, then you don't, 
you don't even have to listen past this, you know? So my values, we'll go over a couple of them. Family is huge, huge, huge value for me. My spiritual alignment and wellness is very important to me. Another value that is top tier for me is my health and wellness and my emotional well-being. All right. And then I have other values. Like I really value curiosity, education, hard work. I've got other things, but those are kind of my top ones. And so the things that I'm going to hopefully lean into this holiday season, but also shy away from, I really want them to honor and align with my values. So one example of that is I have already started thinking about holiday invitations and I can be a social butterfly, but I also, 50% of me is introvert. So I'm right down the middle. I love, like I said, I love being with people. I love social engagements. I love going to things, but it takes me a lot of downtime to regroup. If I go somewhere and if we have a lot of social stuff, I need like a full day alone to read and to go back into myself to then do it again. Whereas a full extrovert is going to get fueled, is going to get more energy the more social interaction they get. I need a balance. So when I'm thinking, and this is already you know, upon us because it's December 1st, when I'm thinking about, okay, we have this invitation, we have this at this child's school, we have this with our family, we have this work commitment, we have this social engagement for this business, we need to go do this for this, I have to think, what are my values? Top tier value for me is my family and then also my emotional and spiritual well-being and my wellness. So if me saying yes to all of those or even a certain percentage of those conflicts and doesn't honor and support and nurture my family and my emotional and spiritual well-being, it's going to have to have a pass. It's going to have to be me saying no. Easier said than done, but I'm also one human being and I cannot run the streets this entire holiday season and not see my kids. I cannot go to everything we get an invitation for and get a sitter for the next two months and leave my children at home. That does not feel good. Am I saying that I'm not going to get some breaks for my kids and have some good time with adults? No, but I'm going to have to say no to some things so that I can honor my commitments to my family because that aligns with my values, okay? So you can play around with that. You can establish your values. You can revisit your values. That's I kind of always revisit them because they can shift a little bit, not necessarily with seasons, but with personal growth, with new insights, things like that. So establishing your values, if you already have established your values, maybe revisit them and then ask yourself, this holiday season, what are the things I'm going to say yes and no to and how do they align with my values? Okay. The next thing is do not skip or abandon your wellness routines for the entire holiday season. I, as you guys know, because I say it in most podcasts, I have worked for 12 years full time. And then I worked in Western medicine before that. 12 years, I have worked full time with clients in their health and wellness, whether it be yoga therapy 
or health coaching and people go completely off the rails during the holidays. They will stop taking care of themselves in most ways, like December 1st, and then say, well, January 1st, I'm going to get back on, you know, the horse. But then really, like the kids don't go back to school till the 8th of January. And then I've got to get, you know, them back in. And so it might be January 14th. That is that is six to eight weeks. That is maybe two months out of the year. That's some pretty significant time. Okay. So am I saying do not enjoy the holidays? I'm not. Am I saying don't lean into a season of rest? It's winter time. It's cold. It gets dark earlier. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is hold yourself accountable. Honor your commitments to yourself. If your health and wellness is something that you value, honor that, but maybe tailor it a little bit the ho- during the holiday season to make sure that it fits. So always making sure that you have enough flow in your wellness routine to where if something changes in your day, you don't, it, it's not, it's not something that's so undoable or not doable, I should say, to where you can't, you can't do it. So making sure that you tailor your wellness routine to where it fits to the holidays, but also making sure you don't completely abandon it because you will feel it come January. Most of the time you will regret it. Then you're going to be like, why did I, why in the world did I not move my body for six whole weeks? It's also going to make it incredibly more difficult to get started in January. Routine and habit is your best friend when it comes to maintaining your health and wellness goals and honoring your commitments to yourself. And so just knowing come January that you committed to some things and you moved or you drank water or you did a couple of things here and there to make sure you took care of yourself, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself when it comes January versus going, you know what, I just gave myself a pass and I needed two months off. No, no. No, 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 no. You will feel better if you do little, little tiny things throughout the holiday season to maintain your health and wellness. All right. The next thing is saying no. Saying no. Saying no. We'll let that one sit. It is so much easier said than done. I understand that, you guys, but saying no. We only have 24 hours in a day. We cannot time travel, at least not that I'm aware of. And so we have to figure out, again, going back to the first tip of figuring out your values, we can't say yes to everything. And so if we want to avoid a complete burnout come mid-January, we have got to pace ourselves. We've got to realistically look at what can I do? What do I have time for? What can I say yes to that still allows for balance and nurturing in the other areas of my life, like my family maybe, or my relationships, or my work deadlines, or my wellness routine. And then if it if it allows for those other things to stay somewhat balanced, then maybe, it, maybe it's a yes. I don't know. But definitely thinking about how you can say no when needed. 
So saying no, because you can't do it all. I am a recovering people pleaser. I'm not saying, I know it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm really not. Um, When I was doing a lot of self-work years and years ago, I was in a recovery group um, for my eating disorder. Um, Side note, I wasn't actively in my eating disorder, but I still had a lot of I had a lot of, I had a big bully voice in my head that would still come up. So I had a lot of things mentally to work through. And one of the best things that I could do was to be in a group of people who felt like a safe space where there was no judgment and I could speak freely and work through some things about my habits and behaviors that were not supporting the growth that I wanted. And so one thing in that group and and also in therapy in conjunction with that was I landed on and was able to name that I was a historically I had been I had had a lot of people pleasing tendencies. And so even today that is something that I have to work through. I have to be very aware of it. I have to make sure that I'm not saying yes to something out of fear of someone being mad at me or saying yes to something so that someone will love me more. I have to really make sure that my yeses and nos align with my values that they're healthy because historically I know that I am more likely to spread myself thin and say yes to things because of hurts, habits, and hangups that I had in earlier years of my life. So that's not to go down like a therapy and like a tangent down that rabbit hole. It's just to say that it's easy sometimes to say yes to things and not realize until a month later, oh my gosh, I spread myself way too thin. I am burnt out. So getting comfortable with saying no making sure that your yeses are a grand slam. Yes, it works. You're excited about it. It allows for you to nurture and balance out other areas of your life that are important to you. And if not, then maybe you got to say no. And if it makes people mad, if people can't understand that you can't come to something because your kids need you at home, or you can't come to something because you have had three parties in a row that week and you just can't do it, then that's a conversation to be had another time about that relationship probably. The next thing, social media. We all know that I am constantly in a love-hate relationship with social media, but I put this on the list specifically I guess intentionally right after the saying no. FOMO is a real thing. FOMO is a real thing. FOMO is a real thing, especially amongst women. And so during the holiday season, prepare yourself because you are going to see pictures of people's gatherings, people doing things, what people are doing with their kids. Maybe they took their kid to dress up and ride on the back of a reindeer, but you don't have time to do it. And now you feel like a horrible parent. Don't. Social media can be a great tool to connect, to get ideas, to get inspired. Social media can also be a toxic trap that makes you feel like everything that you're doing isn't good enough, and it can also make you feel left out. So there's a couple of things I want you to think about here. If you see things on social media any time of the year, but we're talking about the holidays specifically, and you feel like you're not doing enough, you're not getting invited to enough, or you 
say no to something and then you see the pictures of the event after and then you have regret of not going. I get FOMO. I love my friends. I love to see them. They're my favorite people in the world, but I also can't do everything. So if there's things that I'm not maybe invited to, or if I'm not, if I say no to, I have to check my heart. I have to check my ego and go, I love them. I'm so glad that the people that I love got to get together. What better scenario than all of my favorite people also loving each other? I just couldn't go and leave it at that. Leave it at that. Not make it more than that. But if you're going to get comfortable saying no during the holiday season, You're also going to have to get comfortable with your social media boundaries and say, I'm either not going to look at certain things or I'm going to acknowledge that me saying no doesn't mean that everybody's saying no to the same things that I am. And so we just have to watch that. I already, I mean, I honestly, and this, maybe this sounds mean, it's not me trying to be mean, but I, lately I've done a lot of social media clean outs. I have gone through stuff, unfollowed things that I'm like, why did I follow that? four years ago. It made sense back then that I don't need it now. And so just really put your armor on. Like I always say when it goes to social media or comes to social media, use it in ways that feel inspiring and connective. But if it feels, if it starts to feel gross or if it makes you feel sad or it just isn't aligning with how you want to feel and if it's not supporting you in the things that you want, then maybe take a break. Or maybe unfollow some people. I don't know. So definitely managing your boundaries with social media if you plan on saying no this holiday season. And then the last thing, get excited about your wellness routine and your plans for 2024. A lot of times what we do is we think, well, I need to go ahead and do it now. Or I need I'll just think about it in February. Or find some sort of compromise in the middle. Start maybe looking into things that you can do in January. Maybe go ahead and look at a new workout class that you can try. Maybe go ahead and ask somebody for Christmas to get you that new workout outfit that you want. Maybe you buy yourself an awesome new water bottle. I love a good water bottle. Hydrate. Um, so getting excited and doing a little bit of pre-planning for what you're going to step into after the chaos of the holidays. Again, we're not completely giving up on our self-care and taking care of ourselves through a, a decent wellness practice, but go ahead and start getting yourself amped up, excited, do some pre-planning for what you plan on doing when you go back to your kind of air quotes, normal life after the holiday season, um, Yeah, I mean, just start to think about it. And also, this is when everybody wants gift ideas. Why not go ahead and ask people for gift cards? Ask people to get you a gift card to, you know, your favorite workout apparel place or get creative. Start to implement some of those ideas and pre-planning now throughout the holidays. That way you're ready to hit the ground running in January and create some really awesome habits for 2024 or just polish up and fine-tune the habits that you already have. So that is it. This is the wrap-up of the ideas, tips, and tricks that you can add in this holiday season to avoid burnout and take better care of yourself. 
If you've got more, I'm sure there's a laundry list of ideas and ways to take care of yourself that I didn't even begin to touch. But these were the ones that came to mind when I was kind of planning the podcast 10 minutes before we pressed record. (laughs) Um, So if you have other ideas, definitely let me know. Another thing. So we have had consistent new listeners and also viewers on YouTube every week. And it's been so awesome. If you would be so kind as to take a screenshot of your phone when you're listening to the podcast and share it on your favorite social media outlet, that lets your friends and your people and your followers learn about the podcast. It let it reminds people to listen to the podcast in the world of 8 million podcasts, you know, always around and, and floating. Sometimes you just forget about certain podcasts. So definitely share it. Take a picture, share it on your social media, tag us, and um, we would be so, so grateful. So thank you guys again for listening to this week's episode of the Arden Yoga and Wellness Podcast, and I will catch you later. Bye. That's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. If you wouldn't mind, take a second and rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. That really helps more people find out about the podcast. Also, go over to YouTube. I love YouTube. I'm a huge fan of YouTube. Go to YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can get the full video of all of our episodes on YouTube. All of the videos are up there. So if you want to feel like we're hanging out together and chatting in person, go to YouTube, check out the podcast there, follow, subscribe, all the things there. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye guys.